4: old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
5: okay well that that takes away from my next question because i was going to ask if there was one country artist that you could date who would it be but you have a girlfriend so you know what i'm going to save you that one
6: Carrie okay, anyway. Look at that!
5: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Six One Five House Podcast. It's your host Chris Rudiger. If you've been following us along throughout the fall, or just joining now, we do appreciate you. I want to thank our folks over at iHeart for working with us. We have a lot more coming in twenty twenty four, but this is the last episode to air in 2023 so we have to close it out with a bang here's the deal this next artist is a georgia boy who was an air force veteran but taught himself to learn guitar and write songs while enlisted he moves to nashville nashville's known as a 10-year town but he said we're going to cut that in half and we're going to cut it in half again because he was named a highway find on sirius xm signed a record deal with riverhouse artists and warner and i believe has 150 million global career streams now which is insane. He made his grand old opera debut last month. We're going to have to talk about that as well as his headlining tour which is the Muddy Water Rockstar Tour. Uh this guy is absolutely crushing it. He's a good friend of mine, so please welcome into the house, Austin Snow. What's
6: up, man? Last podcast of the year?
5: Last podcast of That's the a lot year. Of pressure, dude. It is a man. lot of pressure, man, but i had to i had to make make the calls to get you on cuz we got to close out with the bank. So yeah.
6: Uh, Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate you for having me, man.
5: Oh, of course, dude. About it. I know you're probably exhausted after uh, your first headlining tour
6: this fall, but yeah, dude. Well, yeah. So I didn't. I didn't grow up like playing three, four hour bar gigs like a lot of the people here did. Yeah. And so me going on a headline tour was the first taste I had of me playing more than thirty minute sets, forty five minute sets. So it was a lot to learn, dude. And when you got off, was
5: your voice just?
6: It was shot. Shot. It was shot. And that's something I didn't even think about, like playing shows. Like people talked about it and stuff in my interviews and stuff, but I just never really thought that it could get to that, you know? Right. Like just actually like getting sleep on the road is insane, especially in a Sprinter van. You yeah, know? sprinter van's tough, you know, man. Sprinter van going seventy five down the interstate, dude. It's hard to get yeah. sleep on. I sure. think
5: for a lot of people that aren't in the industry, they forget. Uh, they just think like tour life's glamorous. You're in these great hotels and this tour bus. I think and they stuff. think that just like you people know.
6: just show up to the show. Like, they yeah. don't. They don't know that like people drive to to play the show. Yeah, you're saying you don't have a
5: private jet that can just take you to all your different shows. Yeah, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, dude. There's something about the club grind and with your guys. I don't. I, I don't know how close you are with your. Band. but the late hours of like being in the sprinter and driving to the next place in the middle of nowhere and just like i don't know that that culture does uh, it brings you closer You you know.
6: well i mean that was my main thing with like finding my band and i've told everybody in it and i was like obviously like they're all super talented people Mm -hmm. but i told them before they came on i was like dude like i feel like you could be the most talented dude in nashville but if you can't come on the road and be cool to hang out with or like you're causing problems like it's not going to work because when you think about it you're you're traveling and living with these guys more than you're playing shows you know the show is only an hour and a half long mm-hmm. like the rest of all of that is just literally you guys sitting in the back of a van crinched in like freaking sweating sawdings, dude, you know? And, yeah, dude. haven't had a shower in two days <laughs> and just yeah, yeah so man. I mean if you can't like you know be chill and a good hang like I mean and that's every avenue of Nashville I feel like if you can't be a good hang then that's like 80% of it. I feel like hundred percent, dude, relationships
5: matter. Um, and, and I'm glad that you have found, uh, found a good team and a good band to work yeah, with. It, dude. <clears throat> um, Hey man, so you grew up in Georgia. Um, but I was, uh, I was reading a little bit about how you, you enlisted mm-hmm. and you're doing work in the air force. Yep. Um, how long were you there in the air force? Yeah.
6: Uh, I, well, I went right after high school. Um, which would have been 2016 I joined and got out 2020 so I did four years yeah. um I was stationed in California um up around like the Bay Area um us chill all right. yeah I worked was on that, planes
5: was that something that a lot of people from your hometown were doing mm-hmm. or what what, not what really. inspired your decision to, not really to join? I,
6: I always knew that I wanted to join yeah. um on top of the fact that I wasn't getting into college at all like I didn't have the money, nor did I have anywhere near the grades to get into college. Like, I think I graduated with, like, a 2.4. Yeah, so you are, you was, weren't a good it, student. It was tough. It was tough. Yeah. So, I knew I, I always wanted to do that, and that's probably why I didn't ever try in school, really. I just, I knew I was, when I was getting out, I was going to the Air Force, you, or well, in the you military. Had,
5: you had a plan that was maybe different than, like, yeah. some other students, but it, yeah. was, it was still there. Were you, playing, sure. were you playing guitar and singing in high school, or did <clears> that kind of start
6: <clears> later? No. I, um, later? I picked up a guitar in training uh so i joined i went to basic training which is where they yell at you for two months and then after basic you go to your follow-on training which you're training for like your job which i was an aircraft mechanic mechanic um so you go to your follow-on and you learn how to work on planes and they put you in a dorm room with like one other guy and we hated each other so we never talked if we were in the same room i was on the other side and like he was on his side of the room and um i was just like watching videos of people playing shows and like ed sheeran doing his loop pedal have you ever seen him do that
5: insane dude i saw
6: it live it was, i was watching nuts. it one night at like probably 1 a.m i thought that's cool as shit brother i'm buying a guitar and i bought a guitar the next day and like we weren't getting paid anything to be in training like it was right after i joined yeah. i was making i was making maybe five six hundred dollars every two weeks damn um but your meals were paid for so you didn't have to you know right. and housing so I spent like my last four hundred dollars I had on a on a guitar. You're like I got
5: food, I got a roof, and now yeah, four hundred bucks for a guitar. Do, you, do yeah. you know what guitar was? It was like a, it was a
6: Martin Mini. Yeah, a Mini Martin. Yeah, there you go. Um, bought that, and then just I mean I was literally just bored, dude. I didn't like I didn't buy a guitar thinking like oh I'm gonna be a songwriter or oh I'm gonna be an artist. Um, I, I was just bored and wanted to learn how to play guitar, and I always like loved music. I feel like had like a like a deeper appreciation of it i guess you'd say yeah then like the people i grew up around mm-hmm. um so i always loved music and i just did it because i was bored and wanted to learn something new and um i did i got on youtube and taught myself how to play it and i got to where i was playing like covers like half-assed you know yeah. and i was sending videos to my mom and she was like you should post these on facebook for our, our, our friends and family to see i was like no i'm not gonna do that and i just kind of kept doing that and she finally taught me into posting a video on facebook it was like a I don't remember what cover it was. Oh, I but, gotta
5: dig back and find this. this it's probably like awesome. Simple Man or something, dude. Yeah. I, don't, I
6: don't, I don't know what it was. That but, was that was the big moment. Yeah, yeah. And um, I posted it, and then like our friends and family loved it, and like they were, you know, sharing it around and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. This is like not horrible, I guess, if people are sharing it, or it is horrible. It's either one or the other, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's either pretty good or it's fucking horrible, and right. they're just sharing it around because it's funny. But um, that's cool. So but that's kind of just d- what I do in my free time. and I did that and. Yeah, I was gonna say. I imagine. I
5: mean, Air Force training is no joke, right? I'm sure they're. No, not. I'm sure they're it's working not. you pretty hard. It's not too hard. <laughs> and now <laughs> it's not too hard. So you were. Right, so you were. You were. You are doing it. You had free time, and you were like, all Yeah, so right, so was go going we would go to on, class.
6: Like, like, it was like mainly just classes. Like we'd go sit in the class. Okay, so it's, this is still after is basics. This yeah. is after all the the hard stuff. But gotcha. I was going to class at like six o'clock in the morning. We were getting off at three, and then maybe we had to go work out. Yeah, and then you were done pretty much for for the day like all right martin Minnie, here we go Yeah, so we simple had a golf man. course on on base and yeah. so we'd either play golf or i'd go to my room and play guitar so so you were you were you were living it up and learning and then you post so you post simple man or
5: whatever song it was yeah, they don't. I, i'm sure like you know people react probably like uh-huh. when did when did it become like all right i'm at air force training and i'm just playing guitar to like okay i'm gonna actually like pursue this because you you made the move to nashville in what 2022 yeah last year yeah last year mm-hmm. so there had to have been a moment where you were like right, yeah I'm, I'm for gonna sure do this. was
6: i mean i think social media played a lot of uh, like a huge role in that mm-hmm. as is, um, as it does for everybody now um but like i said like that's what i was doing in my free time and then i never really started writing songs and writing my own stuff until so that was on training i was in south carolina mm-hmm. for that And then after that, I moved to California, which is where I was like permanently stationed at for my enlistment. Um, But same thing, really. I mean, it just kind of transitioned to me like learning covers and posting it to then like, let me write songs and do the same thing. And at the time, it was just Instagram. But like soon after that, like TikTok came around and like I did the same thing on there. I was just writing songs and posting them. And I actually did a cover of Ray Fulcher's song, Ghost. Um, and posted it on my TikTok and Instagram, and then he reposted it onto his story. And like at the time, dude, I was in the yeah. like Air Force and like didn't know any, had no connection to anything music related. Like didn't know anybody in Nashville, didn't know how it worked, didn't know anything about it other than like the interviews that I would watch with people talking about it. But I posted this thing and ra re- reposted it. And like, I remember I was freaking out, dude. Like my heart dropped in my freaking ass. And you, I was
5: like you did you know who Ray Folter is. Yeah, for those yeah. that don't know, well, he made huge me want to start.
6: Yeah, he made me want to start writing songs. Like I found out when I I remember when I found out he wrote a lot of Luke's like first big project. Um I was like, Yeah, let me just study this guy for a second and like figure that out. So yeah, when I posted one of his songs he reposted, I was like, it was like a hero of mine like reposting it. Right. So he reposted it, and then the vice president of my label now saw it. And this is in it's five years ago. Yeah. Um, the president of my label now saw that video that he reposted and followed me, reached out, and was kind of just saying, like, when are you moving to Nashville? And I was like, brother, I got, I got three more years in the Air Force. So I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And so he kind of just, like, stayed in my ear about it. And, like, I just continued to do the same thing, really. I wasn't playing shows. I was just, like I said, on my free time just writing songs and posting them. Mm-hmm. And um, gained a little bit of a TikTok following off of that and uh had a couple of videos do pretty well and then um yeah it just stayed in my ear and when i got out um it slowly become more of like or less of a hobby and more of like what i was doing if i wasn't doing anything air force related right i just fell in love with it dude i was like i don't know i was addicted to it like if i wasn't working or i wasn't getting drunk (laughs) i was like writing songs and like trying to do that did you ever
5: throw uh concerts at air force training we'd like,
6: play around a bonfire but like nah. Nah. Yeah. it would have been cheesy i think yeah like, i
5: didn't know well I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure not everyone in the air force can just whip out a guitar and sing so i imagine these these guys at least yeah was, they, like, they make cool sure i brought a doing. guitar
6: to like the, the right. get-togethers and stuff but no nah, i was never playing shows did i remember i went i mean the first show i played was the year before i got out of the air force and it was um like a small little bar in my hometown hmm. went and played and really other than that like i'd never played a show before moving to nashville
5: that's wild dude. it's insane
6: damn it's yeah insane. so so you do move to nashville
5: and you talked about the power of social media and ray ray sharing your stuff i will say i think the first i had seen a, i think a couple of your videos but when i really became familiar was when you had that um the cassidy um the pope song where you do uh wasting all these uh, these tears yep. and you kind of put this like you have this grungy, like gritty uh, interpretation of that. Did you know that you were going to put out that song, or are we sort of like? I'm just gonna. It's another one of the covers that I
6: can. No, do. I mean it was. It was a song that like. So like my take on TikTok and like I think probably helped me get the following i did is because like everybody was doing the same thing like everybody was covering the same songs when zach brown put out something in the orange mm-hmm. you scroll through your feed and it was nothing but like 25 you got go 20 least videos was.
5: before you get something <laughs> yeah, else yeah. and it
6: was just a bunch of people covering the same stuff or like singing the same stuff so like my take on it was like i'm gonna try to do songs that like you don't hear people sing on tiktok and like not just do the popular stuff and that was just one of those songs that i think i heard on the way back home i mean i was in georgia at this point so i was out of the air force mm-hmm. um this just one of those songs that i heard come on my playlist and i like forgot about it because it came out in like 2013 and i got home and covered it and it didn't really do anything until like i moved to nashville and it randomly popped off one day and i always loved the song so like i was when we we had put out excuse the mess mm-hmm. and we were looking for a follow-up and i was writing a ton but we were like let's just put out this cover because it was so different and like it was such a 180 from Excuse the Mess, you know? Yeah. Um, just sonically. Sure. And we wanted to hit that early on as far as like letting people know that I don't just do like the rock thing. Like I have like I'm passionate about other stuff as well. Yeah. Um so it was it was the perfect, you know, little right thing to do following up the song that kinda got me my my start.
5: One one thing I'm I'm curious to get your take on, because you know, TikTok's great and Instagram's great, but they, they're run on these algorithms. So sometimes when people see something, they want like the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you feel like you almost have to like box, your, box yourself into like one lane. Yeah. Did you feel like, did you feel like pressure like after, cause excuse the mass for the, those that have listened, or if you have listened, like huge song, like mm-hmm. it's got, it's got this, like just this big guitars in the chorus. Like, it's yep. just
6: fun. It's rocking.
5: Uh, it's rocking. But then you have, like, <clears throat> I don't know, wasting all these tears a little, probably a little bit more of the emotional side for you. Like, yep. did you feel, like, the pressure to stay more in the excuse the mouse box?
6: Or do you feel um, like- No, because I think there's a place for all of it, for me at least. Um, yeah. And I spe- especially, like, in a time where a lot of the people, like, our age grew up in a time where iPods were a thing. And like i know like me growing up i had an ipod and i listened to literally every type of music you know like i didn't have like just country or like just rock or just rap like like my playlist went from
5: who, who were like your top three on yeah your i mean
6: jason aldean was one of them like he was he was on my list and sure. like it would go from literally jason aldean to lil wayne to like rihanna to to jb and then i mean nickelback and three doors down and like just i had everything on my playlist so i think especially now like you shouldn't fill box into anything right in my opinion because i mean if it's if it's good music i'll listen to it i agree man
5: just i think to your point it's just more accessible right like when no. you i'd imagine you know back in the day you're picking out a cd and you spend your money on it and it's like all right i got that yeah that shit to listen to now you i mean you go to spotify apple music get whatever you want yeah um i love that you're blending all of those mm-hmm. different inspirations together i mean that's yep. what i think is probably making your sound sound unique yeah I mean, so man. that's awesome dude so yeah so you put out i mean you put out those songs um uh did you ever uh did cassidy ever hear has she heard wasting all these tears she's
6: heard it for sure yeah, have, you guys, she, have she had, you guys
5: played it together
6: mm-mm. i've never met her really never met her cassie um,
5: pope if you're listening to this
6: I think we were we were originally supposed to do like content and stuff together for like promotion yeah. of the song. Like she was, they were all on board, yeah, with me doing the cover. Um, it just never happened. But yeah. I mean, well. Wow.
5: New year, maybe a new collab, She just put on a new right? version
6: of it too. Did she? She just did like Cassidy's version or something. Really? I don't know.
5: Are you going to follow up and do Austin's Probably version? not. <laughs> Probably not. No. 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 Uh, we'll call a truce on that, right?
6: Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I, I did what I
5: needed to do. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, well, hey, dude, it set you up for this, you know, the next year of your life, which is a, a massive EP, a big headlining tour, and. uh a grand old opera debut, which we're going to have to talk about. We're going to be uh, we're going to be right back here on the Six One Five House Podcast.
1: Welcome to Five Hundred Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos,
2: and I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great.
1: Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list.
2: We'll also have guests join us Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangsta Chronicles.
7: Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love
0: sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick what is up guys
5: we are back 615 house podcast my buddy austin snell in the house um coming off a huge year um they say nashville is a 10-year town and you i mean literally the past year you have gone from here to here you had to play one of the biggest stages the grand old opry last month
6: Yep. what was that like well i mean it's crazy i mean i'll just say that but i mean first off i'm I've never taken for granted. I'm super blessed to be where I'm at, and I'm super blessed to to have had this happen as, as fast as it has. But, I mean, I've had to learn a lot in the last year. And that's, like, I feel like not what a lot of people think of when they think of somebody just doing that. Is like there's so much stuff that you have to learn, like, on the fly. Because, like I said earlier, I, like, didn't grow up playing the three-hour bar gigs and, on Broadway and, um, you know, didn't know how the music industry worked at all when I moved to town and it kind of just had, I had to be thrown into the the fire a little bit. So, which I prefer to learn that way anyway. I, I learned best when I just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, if you could, if there was
5: one hurdle, because you grew so fast this past year, I imagine you're mm-hmm. being thrown a bunch of stuff. If there was one, what was the biggest hurdle you felt like you had to overcome?
6: Um, <clears throat> trying to to blend the business side of things and with the emotional side of things i feel like and i feel like the music industry is so like one of one in the fact of like it's built off of emotions pretty much you know like i mean people are like pouring their hearts out in these songs but it's also a business and it like took me a little while to figure out like and like even understand that like Okay, yeah, I'm making my music and like I'm pouring my heart out and like I'm speaking how I feel and it's like a therapy thing for me and that's how it started for me was therapy, um, to like now okay I'm kind of somewhat in a way running my business mm-hmm. and you have people on your payroll and like you're paying these people to do certain things and like yeah it was just a weird little thing to to kind of come across and I didn't never think about it I didn't think it would have to ever be that but yeah probably that that probably have to be it
5: man it's interesting to hear because. From an outsider you see mega stars and then you don't see a lot of the people that are in the trenches and Mm -hmm. growing and you forget like it think it's this cool thing that's fun to do and then you boil it down you go wait no i have people that are dependent on it i have you know in today's world you got to hit certain metrics and and the data is so important right which Mm -hmm. And then you got to wrestle that with the fact that you still want to put out stuff that you care about. I mean, the, right. the worst thing you do is And put even out just to again. still
6: like stay motivated to do like what you originally want to do. Cause like, I mean, I know at least for like, in my perspective, like I didn't get into music to, to make money. I got into music because I enjoyed music and I love music and like to keep that at the forefront of everything while also trying to like have a business mindset and like, sh- like strategize on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a task, but I mean, i think as long as you can remember like why you originally started doing it you'll be fine but yeah that, that was definitely a hurdle for sure but yeah for sure well, on the topic of the opera yeah we did play the <laughs> opera this year <laughs> yeah um, and unreal it was unreal dude it was i mean were you nervous i was shaking out of my boots brother yeah okay, I, I, I would be too dude. and like it's such a weird little experience dude because like I'd obviously never seen anything happen backstage of the opera before. I didn't know how it worked. But like when you do your debut, you walk out and like these cameras are waiting on you and you show up to the to the door and like they're like, okay, cool. It's like a TV show. It's like out of a reality show. Mm -hmm. And you walk up and they're like, okay, cool. We're gonna walk up. We're gonna get a shot of you looking up at the sign. You're just gonna take it in and like, okay, cool, cut. We're gonna have you walk twenty more feet and like get the shot of you like walking up the little the walkway and like you're gonna walk in and like security guys gonna hand you a little pamphlet and right. um, cut cool I'll walk five more feet we're gonna get this shot here and like up until I walked on stage at the Opry there was zero time for like me to like actually just sit sit and like, like think which is probably a good thing to be honest <laughs> with you dude. like the fact yeah. that like, I didn't have a lot of time to think about like the gravity of what was about to happen was probably best yeah honestly cuz like I walked on stage and like we were sitting side stage and then uh, stage guy turns and he's like, all right, brother, good to go. And you walk on stage and like, we just plugged in and, like, got us quick little like line check and then we were off
5: and you're good to go. That's unreal, yeah. man. I, I think they probably keep you busy for that reason where, you yeah. you know, oh, it's yeah. such a great experience, but hopefully when you do step in that circle, you have mm-hmm. kind of a moment to take in. I do want to, I want to show this one grand old Opry clip.
6: No matter what you're struggling with in life, whether that's heartbreak, anxiety, depression, any sort of mental health, um, God has got you every step of the way, and I promise you that. And I for one have, have struggled with, with self-confidence my whole life, man, I've struggled with believing in myself and believing that I belong and what I'm doing. And honestly, looking out here tonight, man, my mom and my parents are here, my brother, my fans, my, fr- my friends, my family, I can honestly say looking out tonight, man, for once in my life, and finally I feel like I belong somewhere. I feel like I belong in country music, and it's all thanks to God, man.
5: You get pretty emotional, and you talk about mental health, self-confidence, mm. and then you also talk about your faith and your relationship with God.
1: Mm.
6: What is What does that mean to you? It means everything, dude. I mean, I so my mom raised me in the church like we i grew up going to church but i feel like i didn't ever really think about what that really meant until i had to kind of find it on my own you know and like when you you move out of your your hometown when you're you know just graduated from high school and never had to figure anything out like i had everything done for me like my clothes were washed and my food was on the table and like thankfully you know I'm, i was blessed to have a have parents that you know provided for me and like did the best they could but like I mean i never had to experience life and like it was just cut off like that you know like right after high school i went in and then you're on your own um you learn a lot mm-hmm. you learn a lot and had to figure a lot of stuff out and i mean mental health is the reason why i got into songwriting anyway um because i'm not the most you know vocal guy i'm not a center of the room guy like i don't like it's hard for me to have those deep conversations with just a random person mm-hmm. and so that's why I got into songwriting was like I could just kind of dump all of that out and like I didn't have to really talk about it I could just dump it all out in the song and then like okay I got that off my chest
5: yeah it was a, a different vehicle yeah, was, I
6: mean it was literally Great. therapy for me and mm-hmm. I mean going through breakups and like going through like you know financial struggles and you know anxiety and all of this and that like that's how I was getting that off my chest was just through the songs that I was writing and so yeah it's super important to me dude
5: yeah man well this i mean i think this this clip sums it up i mean you're clearly emotional and you talk about um you know trusting and believing in god and and how that has led you to where you are now and hopefully you're more confident with the fact you know you as a person and your abilities with music man because people are clearly connecting to it so yeah, um absolutely well man for those that well for those that don't know austin um Austin did put out an EP, um, Muddy Water Rockstar. We did do that. It's got some killer songs on it, dude, and you just got off your headlining tour. Um, You guys got to check that out. I want to talk about another smaller um, or uh, three-song project that you put out this year, which is called Songs From My Phone. Mm -hmm. My favorite song, Things I Shouldn't Do, is a ripper. But you put out the song like lines and there's a, a, you in intro and it's like i'm at 11 percent battery like let's rip this or whatever like it seemed like you guys recorded those and then just put them out like the next day like what was the th- i feel like it was so quick from the writing process to just like it felt so authentic like it was yeah. like day one there um, what was the thought yeah. process well they were that? i
6: mean they were technically demos like yeah. the songs that got put out on spotify were demos um they were beefed up a little bit like we sent them and got them like you know like brushed off but like the songs that came out were like the demos that i had sitting in my phone which is why we named it songs for my phone because it was literally just you know like what i had in my phone and like we went into a a song meeting and um i was i think i was i was pretty newly signed at warner um and we had our song meeting and we were trying to figure out you know like release schedule and what we were gonna do and like we had big plans for like everything but i was like i want to get music out as fast as possible and like that's one thing that I'm pretty set on. It's like having a pretty steady release schedule. And, and when I write something I love, like just putting it out. Um, and so we were going around the room, just kind of fishing around ideas and, and how we were going to like market that and figure that out. Um, and we were kind of just like, we, we'd have these songs like that I wrote that I love. And yeah. like for no particular reason, like I'm, it doesn't fit any sort of, you know, storyline. I don't think it just was, there were three songs that I fell in love with. And um Love listening to them. So I was like, and I loved them the way they were.
5: Mm -hmm. Um, What I loved about it was it felt like you were using Spotify or Apple music as like a a canvas or a feed, just like you would like TikTok or Instagram. mm -hmm. I think right now we're consuming so much music and our attention span is so short that you don't, you might post something. If you don't put it out for two months, people might forget about it. And I think, like, in your case, it was like, hey, guys, I wrote this. I want to put it out right now. Like, go check it out. It just felt very authentic. Do you and you mentioned in your release strategy, um, you know, do you do you feel like um, do you feel like every artist should be putting out more music? Where Where do you stand?
6: Um. I mean, it depends on where you're at. Like, obviously, if you can afford to put out, me like, I mean, when I moved to town, I couldn't afford it. You know, like I was broke and like didn't yeah. have a job and was living off of the little bit of savings account that I had when I moved here, mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to do it as full time as I could when I moved here. Like, I just like refrained from getting a job as long as possible and thank God that like by the time i had run out of money, like I had had some success and like signed my publishing deal and that was kind of just my first yeah. job in Nashville, but. Um, yeah, like, I, if if I could do it, then I would, yeah, I would put out as much music as I, as I could. Mm-hmm. But um, for me and, like, where I was financially like at the time when we wrote Excuse the Mess, like, mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to put that song out at all. Yeah. Um. So, like, I mean, I spent, like, the last bit of money I had on, like, the hopes of this song doing well. You're like, this isn't, like, I want it to do well. It's a, It has it, it to, needs, do, it, it, it yeah, to do It needs to well. do well. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's funny because, like, I put that song out and, like, I was literally like about to start a job at Amazon, and I went from my uh, interview at Amazon and did my training, and like drove the big like box truck and like had to back through like twenty cones and stuff. Yeah, left that, went directly to Riverhouse, which is my publishing label, Uh and had a meeting because they, you know, had saw us use a mess and like loved what like the sound that we were going for and like it was different and cool, Um, but the only info that i had on that meeting was like and i had taken like some publishing meetings before like i had talked to some people and so i knew pretty much what i thought i was going to expect when i got there it was just like oh what are your goals like cool okay cool we'll keep an eye on you yeah and so i went from amazon and went to riverhouse and they offered me a deal on the spot um wow and so i mean i never had to have really a, a job here yeah so,
5: it was, it was down to the it wire, cool. but it, it was but cool. it worked, which was right? perfect
6: timing because I mean, with Excuse the Mess doing as well as it did, like I didn't want to let that just fluster out and like disappear. Yeah, um, the way it needed to be done was you know the way we did it, which was you have this song, okay, now let's keep this going and keep yeah. the momentum Inve- right. Invest back into which it I didn't have the, the money future. to do, so like right. which was why I it was I mean a blessing that it worked out the way it did and like the timing of yeah. things that's
5: that's amazing dude i i love that story i want to talk more about music in a little bit but i do uh we've been doing this new segment i think austin's a good candidate for it what do you think producer matt's not in his head a little bit uh here's the way this works all right uh this is this is rank these five things this segment is very very simple uh you got to rank these five things one through five, but you don't know what comes next. So, for example, if we were ranking water, I said Fiji, you could put it one through five and put it at three, but you don't know the next water that's coming, okay? Okay. Rank these five things without knowing what comes next, and the category is fast food. First up, we have Chick-fil-A. Three. is one through five, right? Yeah. Three. You you're quick with that. All yep. right. You're saving saving some spots. Uh, Taco Bell. Mm-hmm i'm gonna go smooth
6: four on taco bell
5: okay chick-fil-a over taco bell i like that uh what about raising canes chicken (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) you know you have had raising canes yeah yeah
6: Uh, um they got one in nashville now too i don't i might get that for lunch yeah i don't want to put it number five can't be five i'm gonna i gotta go three
5: you already had chick-fil-a at three two two all right we got two for raising canes three for chick-fil-a four for taco bell uh we got burger king that's five for sure did he do this right he's got one spot left it has to be the one the last one on the list was (laughs) cracker barrel uh, dude. I mean, I think that's that's pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah. I actually, I actually left it last because I was, uh, I was reading beforehand. uh your, your manager, uh him and I were talking, and he had okay. said that he had said that Cracker Barrel was one of
6: your favorite uh, gotcha. fast food yeah, joints. Okay. So cool. that was pretty, that, that was pretty, pretty well done. I, I respect that. Yeah, I used to work at Burger King. Burger King, my really? first job ever.
5: <laughs> no wonder you put it at five. <laughs> I <swear> You're like, <laughs> get that out of I here. I swear, bro. My manager used oh. to send
6: me to the freezer like yeah. every day. Like after the first day, she sent me to the freezer to organize boxes. Yeah. And like I was back, like she would let me like out of the freezer all day. I was mean, she didn't lock me in, but like she's yeah. like, hey, you have this to do. And like, if it's not done, then like, right, you're fired. But she's like, so you might just want to bring your jacket to work every day. <laughs> so I just have this thing for yeah. Burger King now. I just, yeah. You just won't go there.
5: Screw the Junior Whopper. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Um, Well, it is, uh, we, we got one more round here and that's uh, because it is the holiday season. Um, I'm hoping that you've seen all of these, but we're going to do this. Rank these five without knowing what comes next. And the category is holiday Christmas music, movies. 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 Okay. okay. First one is uh, the Polar Express.
6: Have you seen it? I'm going to go four. Okay.
5: there's there, there are some other good ones on the list. I like that take. Uh, Home Alone. Original Home Alone. Number one. Dude, it's unreal. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of controversy about this, but Die Hard, because it is a Christmas movie.
6: I haven't seen it. Dude! Never seen it. I mean... I've heard the word Die Hard.
5: Yeah, dude, but. it's an unbelievable movie. You need okay. to watch it. it That's what you're gonna do when it's you have Christmas your time movie. off. It uh, It is a Christmas movie. Some people say it's not, but it is a Christmas movie. Okay. I stand by that. Okay, we'll put that as... We'll, we'll, we'll put that at three, I guess. We'll, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Hmm... You got two and five left. Those are your spots. Just gotta go two. Grinch is a good movie. Grinch is a good movie. I, I I like that take. The only problem is the last one on the list was Elf, and you just buried Elf at number five.
6: It wouldn't have been number one. I wouldn't have put Elf at one. All right, If you I stand had by that. Yeah, it wouldn't have been number five, but. Yeah. yeah, we can uh, we can review that the tapes and, fi- and figure
5: out where where we need to adjust. I got screwed on that one, did it? Die Hard. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't know what comes next, dude. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> uh well, well done. I think your I think your fast food uh, game was pretty solid. I thought the movies. We'll we'll talk about that offline because uh, I have a bone to pick with you about how you haven't seen Die Hard. All right. Um. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna be right back here on Six One Five House Podcast with Austin Snell.
2: or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Aspects the gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go.
7: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math and Magic: Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What's
5: up, guys? We're back. Austin Snell in the house. Last podcast of 2023 for us uh but speaking of big things in 2024, many more podcast episodes are coming. And also speaking of 2024 for Austin Snell, many more shows, right? A lot. What's what's a the lot. deal for 2024? You going
6: on tour? Yeah, we're we're doing a lot of shit, dude. I mean, we're we've played what eighty I think they said eighty shows this year. Um next year's gonna be even bigger. Um we're doing Chase Matthews in February. Let's go. Chase buddy. Um, I think we're doing fifteen shows with them um and then freaking jason aldean in july yeah we're first to four on jason so when you got that
5: when you got that call well
6: I, walk me through well, how dude, it happened. i mean jason is like god in georgia so of like course. I, mean, I mean jason is the guy that you look up to like he's like the hero of georgia like he's from macon which is 30 minutes from where i'm from um and he's the dude that made it out and like my mom was a huge fan my dad's a huge fan i was a huge fan yeah um so I mean, dude, to get that call was like unreal. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I feel like I belong, but like I also feel like I have no clue how the hell this happened. No, you should you feel know? like
5: you belong and you deserve it. But yeah. it's still it's a crazy opportunity It's crazy and one me. that I know you're going to capitalize on. Are you playing in Georgia on that on that run? Yeah, we're
6: playing in Macon doing making show
5: that's unreal there, mm-hmm. dude. i love making. i actually went down to macon
6: do you like making
5: uh well I, I have a hilarious story Phew. that probably shouldn't shouldn't uh live on this podcast but i went down to macon i played uh uh at a, a bar called um the crazy bull and, and you, the, you know, know what i'm talking about yeah and let's just say the university uh, well there were some college kids out that night and uh it ended with uh, me on the side of a street later. But again, we're this is a family friendly podcast, so we'll move on. It's not about me. It's about Austin. Um <laughs> all right. So you got dates with Chase Matthew. You got dates with uh Jason Aldean. Yeah. I assume you got new music coming
6: out too as well. We're working on a lot of it yeah. yeah. Yep.
5: Um, a- any plans for an album or are you kind of still sticking to
6: I think that's yeah that's yeah. what we're working towards. Mm-hmm. Working towards an album. Um with some releases in between there for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah dude we've been I've been writing my face off the last two months. We got off the tour. Um, a couple months ago, and um, I'm glad that I've finally gotten to dive back into the riding things. Um, because I mean, I was writing during the tour, like I was coming off the road, but like you come off the road and get home, you know, at four like four o'clock in the morning on a Monday, and then you ride on a Tuesday, right? and wednesday and then you leave thursday to play shows again it's hard to kind of like stay in that mindset well you're
5: you're, i mean you're busy man yeah so
6: we're 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 dialed back a little bit now and we're we got more time to focus on that so i'm i'm enjoying that yeah dude i can't
5: wait for the new music i definitely am looking to catch you on uh on this tour next year as well i i gotta ask uh dms have to be flooded
6: all right
5: they're all right yeah they're all right yeah what's uh what's the uh What's the lady situation going on for Austin Stell
6: right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I got girlfriends. So I, I oh, speak look on at that! that. But, he's a he's a he's a he's but, a family
5: man. I like that. Yeah, that's fair.
6: But uh, no, dude, the DMs are wild. I mean, as, as <laughs> <Yeah>. far as <laughs> yeah, give me
5: give me give
6: <laughs> as far as everything else as well. Like, I mean, they're just wild in general. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, people like spill their whole life story in DMs. That's, and so like every yeah. now and then I'll scroll through and like read some and like. I mean, you got a few minutes free, you're like, "Oh, I'll check
5: out the DMs." Yeah. And yeah. But I mean, what, dude, what's people, the craziest DM you've ever gotten?
6: Um probably all of your relatives coming back out, you know, like people you've never heard of or like this dude that says, "I know your your dad or like your your mom, like we're related." Yeah. And you ask around and nobody has any clue hey, hey, who these people are. Yeah. So, I mean, probably I mean, there's been some. We'll have to Talk about that probably off yeah. camera, but yeah, you have to
5: go to like ancestry.com and fact check these people that yeah. are in your in your deals. Yeah. That's wild. Um, well, okay. Well that, that takes away from my next question. Cause I was going to ask if there was one country artist that you could date, who would it be? But you have a girlfriend, so you know what? I'm going to save you that one. Carrie Underwood. I
6: mean, well, look at that, <laughs> but she, but no, she knows was, that though. So you have, you have a pack where you cool got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good.
5: <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Um Well, we do have one segment uh presented by our good friends at Ariat. Uh, I'm wearing their sweatshirt right now. They got some awesome apparel, country, Western apparel. And uh, this segment is super easy. Uh It is called rapid fire questions. Something, Something tells me you're going to be able to handle this. Um, maybe it's from, from all your, your training and in the air force just (laughs) you're you're able to deal with the pressure because this is what's going to happen i'm throwing you these questions no matter what hits i just need i need rapid fire answers are we ready three two one most embarrassing thing at a live show
6: forgetting the words probably
5: scale of one to ten how good are you at keeping secrets nine are you a talker or a texter
6: Mm, texter.
5: Uh, do you wear boots or sneakers more? That was a lie. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> He's <laughs> He's take, he takes nose. it back, right? Uh, boots or sneakers? Sneakers. Um, if Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept it? Yes or no? No. I agree. Uh, is double dipping allowed? Yes or no? No. Would you rather cuddle a baby panda or a baby penguin? Penguin. Penguins are so cute. If Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump were both drowning and you could only save one, who wait, 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 would it wait, 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 be? <laughs> it time, it. If Kim Kardashian and <laughs> Donald Trump were both drowning, but you can only save one, who would it be? <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Trump. Let's go. <laughs> uh, if you could, uh, that's amazing. I don't even know what else. Oh, a uh, dream venue. Um,
6: Bridgestone
5: hell yeah nashville baby i love that um and let's see dream collaboration post malone fuck yeah he might be doing country stuff now mm. which is pretty cool i want to do
6: his stuff though you want to do but you he can hop make on his stuff it. anything but i want I like a post malone collab. now post malone 2024 yeah. i'm here
5: for it that was rapid fire questions presented by area there were some good ones in there that was awesome <laughs> you did not uh you did not cave into the pressure man that was solid that was solid um <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit out some of that we'll edit out that was too funny all right um man it's been awesome following your journey um yeah, thanks for thanks for hopping on Absolutely. and doing really? this Appreciate before for the end of the me, year um everyone can check you out across socials and um awesome snell online um big tour next year which i can't wait for anything else i'm missing man
6: I don't think so, brother. You got to come out to some of them, though.
5: I would love to. I come would I, I would really love to. Um, so let me know. Yeah. Where are you great. from again? I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. So I don't know if you guys are going up there, but I, I will say, we'll say. Be out there at some point, I'm sure. I'm sure you will be, dude. You got, I mean, I imagine you guys are going to do another big run next year um, off mm-hmm. of the chase and, and Jason dates as mm-hmm. well. But if not, I may be down in Macon saying <laughs> what's on, Dave, up. Come so, to the crazy bull, brother. Um, yeah, thanks again uh, to our friends here at iHeart for making this happen. Uh, thanks to everyone that's hopped on on 2023. It's been a, a pretty crazy run of guests and 2024 is just going to be bigger and better. Uh, it's also going to be bigger and better for Austin, so make sure you guys check them out. And uh, once again, Austin's down. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you.